Welcome to Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, the queer James Bond podcast. I'm Shane Holland. And I'm Andrew Wheeler. On this episode, we're sizing each other up and dressing each other down as we rank our favorite looks across the franchise. We've got 60 years worth of fashion to reflect on. But before we get into it, Andrew, have you been up to anything very Bondy this week? Well, actually, this week I've been recovering from being stabbed with a powerful poison by a small butch woman. So, um, Oh, very Bondy indeed. The most Bondy. Um, yeah, I had an infection and had to go get antibiotics, and they gave me the strong stuff, uh, the stuff oh, they, yeah. they stab in your butt. I uh, never had that before. That was exciting. and I was Oh, a it zombie. hurts a lot. <laughs> <laughs> the, I mean, my butt's very well padded, but, uh, but yeah, I was a zombie for a couple of days, and then I just collapsed like slept for 36 hours on and off pretty much (laughs) couldn't even bring myself to watch tv like didn't have the energy for it didn't eat for pretty much three days um ridiculous ridiculous situation medicine is bad shane um oh honestly it's it i mean well first of all let's uh be very clear we are not an (laughs) anti-vax podcast but it sucks having to take your medicine it really does it really (laughs) does so yeah didn't get much else done because uh i was lying in bed um dreaming of death um and what could be more bond than that uh exactly but like james bond i have recovered um and i'm ready to get back out in the field uh, what about you? I love to hear that. Congratulations <laughs> on surviving. Uh, f- for me, I would say the bondiest thing I did, I also was terribly ill in the past uh, few weeks. Uh, we've yeah. had some time off between recordings because of that. Uh, I also literally could not get out of bed thanks to a severe cold flu. Uh, but I was able to watch both The Sound of 007 documentary and concert and what a treat uh i will say the documentary feels like so many of the other bond documentaries i've seen which is they are definitely produced by eon productions uh very glowing uh skirts over a lot of things that they don't want to talk about even though i want to talk about them uh a lot of focus on a very few songs uh and sounds uh and a lot of ignoring some of my favorites uh did i hear tomorrow never dies not a single time in that entire documentary (laughs) i know i know you must have hated that um (laughs) the concert fantastic i will say look it up on youtube where you can get the extended or full concert uh there are some great performances in the official amazon prime uh uh film uh, of the concert uh but what i loved to hear was all of that interstitial stuff like some of the greatest set piece uh music scenes uh just brought to life really really beautiful tribute to the entire franchise uh and a really fun watch really uh yeah i absolutely loved it we all know the music of bond is something else and it was yeah. so great to see it uh so lovingly handled yeah i definitely need to check out that youtube concert i have it bookmarked but again i'm very behind on my tv because of the the antibiotics but uh, i will catch up good good i can't wait for every episode of kiss kiss bang bang we recommend a cocktail that matches the theme of the episode or maybe it just matches our mood and this week it's andrew's turn to pick so andrew what have you made for us today 
Well, I was thinking, oh, the tuxedo, and then I realized you did the tuxedo back in episode 35 in the... So many times I have to go back to that list to make sure that I'm not recreating the exact same cocktail. Right. Um, Yeah, our our list is pretty long at this point. I mean, like, not quite 50 cocktails in there because we've done some other things around the edges, but... uh, But damn, we've made a lot of cocktails. A lot of cocktails. Um, So yeah, so I had to go in a different direction and pick a different Bond fashion icon, the Bikini. Oh Uh, yeah. The Bikini is a cocktail created by mixology legend Dick Bradsell in 1999 for a swimwear launch, which seems especially apt for this looks episode. The recipe is two ounces of gin, a quarter ounce of peach schnapps, three quarters of an ounce of blue curacao, and a quarter shot of lemon juice. Shake, strain, and enjoy. Um, I am not a peach schnapps person or a blue curacao person, but we had a little bottle of schnapps that you and I won at Pub Trivia last week, and I have some white curacao, so I made a white bikini, which I think Honey Rider would approve of. Um, 100%. Yeah, we we all know blue curacao is blue, so you can have something blue. Like, that's the reason... (laughs) It's blue. Like there's, there's no difference really in flavor, texture, anything like that between that and other orangey, um, triple secchi type uh, liqueurs. Yeah. Liqueurs. So, um, if you don't want a blue drink, don't have a blue drink. And I do not want a blue drink. Um, I will say remarkably for a drink that is one fourteenth peach snaps, you can taste the peach snaps in this drink. Um, which tells you how much peach snaps is enough peach snaps, honest mm. to God, because Oh, that stuff is rough. I drank too much of it at university, Shane. I can't go back. I cannot oh, go back. Oh, I see. I've never had that experience. <laughs> I've always enjoyed it as more of an adult. So, yeah, cocktail uh-huh. making and schnapps, or, or even just better schnapps than the regular stuff, uh, yeah. makes a big difference. Peach schnapps is so sweet. Um, mm-hmm. Thankfully, this, like, this, this mellows it out a bit. It's a fruity but crisp edge of too sweet summer cocktail. Uh, it's probably not something I'll make again, but I don't have any regrets about making it this one time. Ah, uh, just like that time I wore a bikini on the beach. No regrets, <laughs> but I'm probably not going to do it again. That's right. You were overdressed. Yes, absolutely. For the beach I go to. Uh-huh. <laughs> well... I think it is time that we break down what is going to be a very long list uh, of (laughs) visual references on an audio medium. (laughs) Yes. uh, Sorry to uh, the listeners who don't know what we're talking about, but we'll do our best to describe things in ways that make sense. Um, We started with a very, very long list of possible um, outfits, both ones worn by Bond and ones worn by everyone else. Um, we tried to narrow it down. We didn't narrow it down that much. Um, so we narrowed it down even further. And hopefully this mm-hmm. episode won't be seven hours long. Um, should we? Yeah, we're with- going to have to speed through these honorable mentions, <laughs> which there are many because, uh, listeners, Andrew and I have never disagreed more on anything <laughs> in our lives. I am looking at these scores and our number one has a score of eight. That means one of us probably chose one. One and the other chose seven. Yeah. We are far <laughs> off to begin with. <laughs> There's nothing, you know, we, we have our differences in tastes and clearly it is not uh, any greater. There's no greater place for that divide than in fashion. Um, <laughs> but let's let's find out how we did. Um, yeah, I let's do it. Reveal all the honorable mentions so we can, yeah, 
we we had this idea, listener, that we would have you know, a few honourable mentions that we could uh, we could discuss before we get into the main list. We have so many honourable mentions. There's, There's like at least twenty here. Oh my god. <laughs> okay. All right. So right off the top, we have to honourably mention BB Doll's Western Ski Ensemble in For Your Eyes Only. The eighties were a dearth of uh, <laughs> fashion, and this was one that stood out. <laughs> yeah, it was. There's so few good looks in the Roger Moore movies. Um, mm. But BB Dahl, even though she's the worst character in a Bond canon, um, she she does have one really great outfit skiing in a cowboy hat with tassels. Love it. Um, uh, we've already spent too much time on this. Uh, Julia <laughs> Snow is in there with his Mandarin jacket. Very classic. Uh, uh, Manuela's asymmetrical floral dress, another highlight from the 80s. Fiona Volpe's peacock blue dress and boa, uh, a beautiful mm. one. Uh, Holly Goodhead gets a couple of honourable mentions here. Her pleated dress, which I, I don't like at all. And her black nope. jumpsuit dress, which is quite cool, actually. Like yeah, it's, it's I, nice. I, I've got to say about that pleated dress. I think we both picked it as an honorable mention because it was bad, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, I, I it made so. my list because we had to talk about it. And it's, this is why it's real ugly. And that's as much talking about it as I'm afraid as we're going to do. Um, yes. Uh, we have Jinx Jones orange bikini, which is obviously a tribute to Ursula Andress, who I'm hoping makes it higher on the list than this. <laughs> I, I think she probably will. And Mayday's leotard, which, I mean, it's not like a uh, an iconic... Well, no, I guess it is an iconic look, but it's also like not a particularly fancy look. And that's what makes it so great. Very hard. Uh, I should say that both of us have... Uh, looks on here that would have made the list if we could just agree on which one <laughs> we wanted uh, we liked better uh, I loved Q's striped shirt from No Time to Die while you loved Q's Hawaiian pineapple shirt from Thunderball yeah OG Q um, has this pineapple shirt this sort of blue wild print uh, Hawaiian shirt that I think is exquisite and I've looked multiple times online for replicas of it and I can't find it but one day my God, one day. Um, it's the only time that Q is going to make an appearance on the best dress list. Yes, agreed. Uh, <laughs> and the other Q look is the striped sweater uh, that he wears uh, in his home uh, while he's feeding his cats before his date, uh, before Bond and Nomi intrude on his dinner plans. But I think there's another Ben Wishaw Q look that will make a higher ranking, maybe? Absolutely, um, it will. We have... Uh, Xenia Onatov's black dress and bolero, loved that. Uh, Money Penny's blue sheath dress, I'm sorry I kicked that out for you, but I, I didn't find it as it did. Oh, I think it's such a lovely classic. Um, Paloma's navy evening gown was one that I ruined for you, as well as Nomi's white belted jacket, both from No Time to Die. That might have just been um, recency bias, but I, I I thought they were interesting looks for the 2010s, which also had very little fashion in general to talk about. That's true. Um, Madeline Swan's white dress, I'm surprised you didn't like more. Um Oh, I thought about it. It's very fashion, but there are just other dresses that beat it out, like, by far for That's me. true. That's true. So I think many one of dresses. the things we have to acknowledge here is that, yeah, this is a list full of exquisite looks, and not making the top 30 doesn't mean that it's a bad look by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, some um, big ones for us. <laughs> I chose another Holly Goodhead look as one of the least, my least favorites, or at least, like, <laughs> just fashion faux pas that is also iconic. You chose it as... 
absolutely iconic. It was your number 11. I'm so sorry. The yellow spacesuit from Moonraker could not be in my fashion favorites. <laughs> You know, it it is iconic, and she wears it better than he does, so... True. Um, you know yeah. what? It is favorite looks, not best looks, but I don't know. I'm still going to stick with that one. <laughs> it is a monstrosity, and I get why you chose that. <laughs> um, Christmas Jones tank and shorts. I mean, it's mm. derivative of, of Lara Croft, but it is a... It, she looks cute in it. I think so. And Xenia's commando gear is quite a similar look. The, the you know, very... Um, Utilitarian. Like a lot of... A lot of yeah, a lot of pockets. Yes, <laughs> lots and lots of pockets. Uh, anyone else? Oh, I'm so sorry. We knew it was going to happen. You chose Tiffany Case in the, your top ten, and I chose her as one of my least favorites. Uh, <laughs> I, this is the black dress that she wears in her in her home her apartment in in Amsterdam. Very Dolly Parton, very Western, with this like lacy high neck and ver- and black Tiffany necklace dripping down. It's absurd and i love it like it's yeah it's a bit like mackie-esque um it's definitely of its time um but then i kicked out while in silver gown so Mm -hmm. that's fair it's totally fair justice (laughs) all right that was so many honorable mentions i think there's plenty others in here i i don't think we need to talk about every single last one of them because we have so many other looks to get to okay let's start with the joint 30th on our top 30 goes to the Changsam mini dress mm. worn by Honey Rider in Dr. No and the white dress worn by Miranda Frost in Die Another Day. Uh, very, very different interpretations very. of dress, but uh, also I think both, I mean, two highlights from those movies. That Changsam mini dress yeah. is absolutely uh incredibly made incredibly fitted looks absolutely wonderful on honey rider who can wear absolutely anything and then there's miranda does the whole does the whole hourglass like body thing Mm -hmm. you know it's that's that's what makes it so 60s so beautiful yeah, absolutely. And then there's Miranda Frost's white dress from Die Another Day, the Ice Palace scene. Ridiculous movie, mm-hmm. ridiculous scene, but oh my god, this made Miranda Frost a star. She stuns in this feathery, diamondy, living up to her character's namesake dress. We stand Miranda Frost on this podcast. I don't know how or why it happened, but we stand. Uh, I just <laughs> read an article in The Guardian about uh, we just passed Die Another Day's 20th anniversary. I can't believe how right. old I yeah. am. Uh, great article about how misunderstood that film is, and that that one's coming up in the next uh, few months. I can't wait to talk about it. Honestly, I almost can't believe we haven't done the Die Another I, we've Day We've talked yet, about it in so like... much detail. It'll be so good to actually start and finish this movie so we can, like, finally do it. <laughs> finally. All right. All right, so number 28 in the list. Oh, wow. Interesting. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, I think I chose this so low on my list. Because... You have to say what it oh, is. Oh, sorry, then. sorry. From On Her Majesty's Secret Service, it's Tracy's jumpsuit wedding dress. And it's absolutely a fantastic fashion moment. Uh, but I rated it 48. You rated it 5. I'm so sorry to have done this to you. <laughs> we are wildly disparate. And uh, I, I don't know. It seems like a lot of my top 10 have already been uh, wiped out I am in this so- list. Um, I'm sorry for my bias. Yeah, I'm re- <laughs> really destroying this for you. I thought it was going to be the other way around, so I'm kind of excited to see where this is going. I, honestly, I I thought so too. <laughs> <laughs> we clearly had different um, methodologies when we were putting numbers uh, to the to our end game as well. 
Oh my. Maybe, yeah. Uh, so Tracy has a lot of great looks, but as I was like sitting down with them and, and assessing them cold, I, you know, I looking at her wedding dress, her lace wedding dress and realizing, oh my God, that is a jumpsuit. She got mm-hmm. married in a jumpsuit. Yeah, I mean, she that's iconic. Trousers. <laughs> Like, it's great. And it's like, she looks beautiful. The dress is beautiful. Um, but it also, it's such a statement piece. So yeah, that's, that's, it's maybe it's a bit character as well. Character is always going to come into these things. Mm. Um, but, uh, but no, I think that wedding dress is an underappreciated gem. Uh, I I completely agree with you. I'm so, I'm sorry it came in as low as it did, but that's only because <laughs> I love Tracy's other looks so much more. We'll get there. Uh, let's reveal. Oh wow, we have a five way tie for twenty seven. So let's just do them one at a time. <laughs> you don't want to reveal them? Oh, all? Oh no, let's reveal them all and then see how far apart our scores are. I guess. Okay. All right. Oh boy, very far apart. <laughs> Yikes! You killed another one of my top ten. What? Oh my god! Uh, so. We have Baron Samadhi's velvet jacket and polka dot scarf. We have Money Penny's uh, check suit from Honor Majesty's Secret Service. We have that Q look, the brown cardigan and tie from Skyfall. We have Miranda Frost's sports bra ensemble, and we have Strawberry Fields wearing just a jacket and boots, and possibly nothing else in Quantum of Solace. I mean, <laughs> I once again, this is all because of me. I, I've taken out so many of your top choices, except for that jacket <laughs> and boots from Quantum of Solace, which I chose in my top 10. Uh, finally, I've managed to kill one of your top 10. Yes, it's I finally mean. happened. Uh, <laughs> okay, Money Penny's check suit from On Her Majesty's Secret Service. I, of the few Money Penny looks that I was going uh, between, this was really close to being switched out with the one that did make it into uh i think my top 15 oh yeah yeah i mean it's so it's very classic it's beautiful tailoring mm-hmm. she looks amazing in that check suit like her her makeup her hair everything is so on point um money penny doesn't get a lot of credit for her looks but i think the the honor majesty secret service check suit deserves a place in the hall of fame uh well said uh baron samdi's look as well i rated it pretty low just because uh the baron samdi look that i remember most is that uh rag coat at the very end of the film but i didn't think it was even even a fashion moment worth talking about. I just think it's an interesting piece to look at. Maybe that is the fashion moment to talk about. Yeah, I think when we did our, our Live and Let Die episode, it was it was rewatching that and appreciating uh, Jeffrey Holder's performance in the role and having him, you know, come into the room and and lightly threaten uh, Solitaire <laughs> wearing this fabulously queer velvet jacket and, and neck, neckerchief and carrying his cane. It was like, oh, I know who this person is in this mm-hmm. moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and he is a dandy and I love it. And I kind of want more of that version of Bar- Baron Samadhi. Um, so yeah, I rated that number two in my list wow. because... Uh, it just it it stayed with me. Great defense of it. I'm I'm sorry that I've kicked it so low onto the list. Uh, one look that we can agree on is that Q belongs in here. Uh, maybe maybe in the right spot with a very understated brown cardigan and tie. As we first meet him in Skyfall. Yeah, it's a great look. It it establishes the character straight away. You know who he is. Um, and then Strawberry Fields. We just did a Quantum of Solace episode, and we both. Uh, Loved her jacket and boots much more than her dress that she wore to the party. Oh, yeah. In joint 22nd place, we have the embroidered red dress worn by Electric King in The World Is Not Enough 
and the fur coat and hat worn by Tracy in On Her Majesty's Secret Service. Uh, Electra King, so many to choose from, honestly. So many. What I think one of my top five is still to come, uh, but this is a just fantastic look. Yeah, one of the things I think we're going to run into here is that we both love the same characters' styles, but we've picked different mm-hmm. outfits, and that's like hobbled things. Like, Pussy Galore is going to show up a few times in this list, but I think we have wildly divergent ranking of her, like, wildly. Uh, different I, looks. And she has a lot of looks, yeah. so it really dilutes the, <laughs> the power of the vote. Um, <laughs> uh, it just means that we get to spend more time talking about all of them. Uh, I love yeah, right. I love Tracy's fur coat and hat. Uh, it is one of the few great winter looks that we get for women uh, in these movies. Although another one belongs to Electra King, so maybe that will show up later. I think it I absolutely know, is going to. So yeah, Electra's going to show up a few more times, and Tracy, I feel like, must show up at least one more time. Oh yeah. Um, both of them very, very uh, standout fashion icons. And joint 20th place. Oh, here she is. Pussy Galore in her lilac ensemble from Goldfinger. <gasps> and Ruby Bartlett in her turquoise ensemble from On Her Majesty's Secret Service, Lilac and Turquoise. Pussy looks incredible uh, in this. Uh, it's, oh gosh, I need to pull up the visual like reference. A, it's like a lilac wraparound. Top, yes. Um, that's sort of velvety looking or certainly very comfy i think her her pants are velvet and the top is maybe silk yes that looks about Um, right uh anyways gorgeous color color combo on her uh she really makes it stand out um i'm just surprised that the two that i chose uh as high as i did uh haven't been mentioned yet (laughs) (laughs) maybe i just kicked them out completely maybe i've just been deleting your scores oh that would make sense Uh, Ruby Bartlett, not not like a super standout character, I think, not someone that, that gets a lot of love, but she does have this uh, these horn rim spectacles and this print shirt that she's wearing in uh, in the uh, hypnosis, hypnosis clinic in On Her Majesty's Secret Service, um, and also matching like turquoise trousers. Yes. Um, it, it, another really great ensemble. Uh, agreed. Uh, On Her Majesty's, I think for both of us, just ranks so high in our minds. Uh, but once again, we are so wildly out of step on which of the <laughs> outfits from that movie deserved to be talked about most. <laughs> oh, it's just a couple of dumb bitches, Yeah, <laughs> That's what you tune in for. All right, let's talk about joint 18th place. We have uh, Pussy Galore's black suit uh, from Goldfinger, of course, and Domino's black bikini from Thunderball. Uh, in, I mean, black is uh, is never going to go out of style, apparently. <laughs> but this is where we really see the divergence in our in our selections. I chose Pussy Galore's black suit with the gold waistcoat as my number one all time james bond look um shane doesn't care for it oh. uh, but shane loves domino's black bikini and i don't care for it <laughs> so, so they both ended up here at 18th place 
I, the black suit is great. It's just, uh, once again, not the first thing I think of. We're going to get to it. It's coming up so soon. Uh, but Domino's black, biki- like Domino bikini, I, it is the character piece. It is named after her. It is like this twisted fabric with white on top, black on bottom, and then reverse on the other side. Uh, and it's just so simple and beautiful. We There are so many bikinis that we are going to talk about in this episode, but this is really <laughs> one of my top three. Okay, for 16th place, another tie. It's Rosie Carver's shorty jumpsuit in Live and Let Die and Moneypenny's naval uniform in You Only Live Twice. I'm going to defend both of these. Rosie Carver has two great looks, uh, but this shorty jumpsuit, I think, is really beautiful. It's uh, uh, it's a standout from the 70s for me because of how, how wearable it is today. Uh, at, yeah. And... I love a naval uniform. You got me a cute sailor top, which I was able to incorporate into <laughs> multiple Halloween costumes, and I think I will probably wear it out to every queer event I ever go to from now on. Uh, so, of course, Money Penny's naval uniform was going to rank highly for me. Yeah, I mean, she looks gorgeous in that in that white top. Um, you know, sitting behind her desk in in what a sunken uh, half ship. Yes, correct. Um, so I, this might be her top rated look. I don't know that there's a higher one than this. And, and I, I respect it. Like, I think there are other looks that I would have put higher, but, but we're, we're collaborators, Shane. Yes, that's right. This is where she ended up. <laughs> um, and certainly there's something about the authority of her wearing that naval uniform, I think, that, that makes it really striking. Yeah, and I think it's uh, it's the first time that we get a glimpse that, oh, my, like, James Bond is a naval officer, but so is money penny like they all work for the same organization she she has more power than we are given insight into in that moment yeah she has rank let's see what ranks number 14 Ooh, from a view to a kill the first mayday look that we're going to talk about this black leather jacket and yellow scarf which was my number four pick and your number 40 yeah, I mean, there was this again, Mayday, too many outfits um, that are going to be in this list. So who knows where they will end up after all the, the arithmetic is done. The Yeah, the black and yellow combo just wasn't like one of the top ones for me. I mean, there are two outfits that I think are stronger, um, but everything Mayday wears is is amazing. Oh, incredible stuff. Uh, and uh, such a very specific style. Uh, the fact that we've chosen all three of the same style, maybe even four, to be uh, in the... Coming up to our top ten, that speaks highly of how well she wears right. what she wears. So for joint 13th place, we have Xenia on a top's black high-collar coat uh, from GoldenEye, of course, and Vespaline's purple evening gown from Casino Royale. Xenia, I mean, once again, this high-collar coat just stands out. It is like a Venus flytrap eating her face, uh, but she is <laughs> actually the Venus flytrap in this movie. She is. I mean, I think her... The bolero jacket she's wearing when she first meets Bond is maybe the the outfit she's more remembered for. Um, but but this 
coat is Sheikah. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the coat she's wearing on the train um, with like these little silver clasps. Oh. And uh, yeah, it's gorgeous. It's really stunning. And speaking of stunning, oh Vespaline's purple evening gown, that, that's, uh, that's a modern classic. Yeah, absolutely. The, the jewel tone of, the, of this purple and just how form-fitting it is. Uh, you could wear it in any era and it would be appropriate. Yeah, it really brings out sort of Eva Green's haunted uh, look as well. Oh, absolutely. With her pale, pale skin. Oh my god, just stunning. Mm. Uh, I'm so happy to say that there are no more ties from now on. We are getting into the definitive list here. Uh, With number 11, what have we got? Tatiana Romanova's Black Ribbon. Uh, what a great choice to, yeah. to just edge outside the top ten. <laughs> like, it is nothing but a black ribbon. And is there anything more sexy than that? I don't think so. It's such a great, like, it's a, it's a moment of cinema history, you know? This, this beautiful woman just wearing a ribbon around her neck. Um, perfection. Uh, such a simple look, we don't need to talk about it anymore. <laughs> it is just a ribbon. <laughs> <laughs> so in tenth place, we have Electra King... In her burgundy ski suit with the black fur from The World Is Not Enough. Okay, this is my 90s bias, but I absolutely stan (laughs) this look from Electra King. Uh, It's second to only one other. it this makes me want to go skiing in a movie where the ski scene is terrible but it like she just looks (laughs) so great uh maybe i have a thing about purple with uh black trim uh because that's already come up a few times in this list uh but yeah it, it is just uh it's very fashion forward and i think yeah one of the the highlights of that film yeah absolutely again like electra has so many great looks but that ski suit is like maybe the best ski outfit in bond history yeah so um good for you <laughs> you go girl uh in ninth place, it is Pussy Galore's corduroy jacket and turtleneck mm. from Goldfinger. Great This choice. is, again, there's so many good Pussy Galore looks. Um, this is maybe her most, like, genderfuck look. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's uh, she's always wearing trousers. Um, but this is the look where she's sort of dressed like a, a lord of the manor with this... Um, beautiful beautifully cut corduroy jacket high-waisted pants um her 60s boobs pointing perfectly outwards and so much uh hand on hip authority uh yeah i think it's it's understated and yet makes a statement there's something about it that is almost like a visual reference to earlier in the film to the golf scene this is a very golfing look uh of the time Mm. uh and for her to be in charge and wearing a golfing outfit where bond was in charge earlier wearing the golfing outfit mm, it's just storytelling in fashion all right, in eighth place, we have Natalia Simonova's blue cardigan and miniskirt from GoldenEye. And I'm so glad that this ended up where it did, because I was thinking about how <laughs> iconic it was. Uh, and I knew that you were going to throw it in here, too. <laughs> yeah, I mean, again, we the GoldenEye episode, we, we raved over Natalia's look. Um, it's so 90s, but it looks it's so atypical for a Bond girl, and she's wearing it almost the entire movie mm-hmm. um so it it takes on a sort of john mcclain's uh undershirt kind of quality. yeah a life of its um, own for sure and uh yeah she like isabella skropko wearing that sort of office wear but making it look glam it's it's beautiful it really it. is it, i 
I want to wear that blue cardigan. <laughs> uh, so many cardigans on this list. <laughs> <laughs> you know I'm a cardigan bitch. I know. So I, 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 at least one cardigan has made the top ten. and that's. This that's, was the best representation uh, of the cardigan for sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right. In uh, seventh place. It is Necros's Blue Speedo from The Living Daylights. One of my top three Speedos, as I said. I can't believe that this actually edged out uh, Domino's. Uh. <laughs> yeah, Necros, the assassin who is uh, a sort of master of disguise and also just a really hot, hot blonde. Uh, yeah. My order from Starbucks. <laughs> the fact that he is wearing a blue swimsuit uh, years before Daniel Craig would do it, um, and that he is even more one of revealing, the most objectified men in mm-hmm. in sort of Bond history. Because yeah, it's a it's a skimpy little speedo, um, though he fills it out. He certainly um, does. It was an awakening for both of us. So much so that it is number seven on our list. Uh, what's number <laughs> six though? And just all the other Bond podcasts are shaking their heads at us. Yeah. <laughs> Number six, Mayday's aubergine dread dress oh, and red scarf yes. from A View to a Kill. Uh, this is absolutely fantastic look. Um, it, it's reminiscent of the black leather jacket and yellow scarf, mm-hmm. but also completely different. I think maybe we have one more Mayday. We definitely do. Even. We definitely My do. Goodness. There's um, something about the horns of her hair in this look, right? That that kind of ties yeah. it all together. Also the sheerness, like the, the dress is drapey and yet it's so sheer. You can see her abs through it. You, like the... Um, the curvature of her thigh and leg like oh my god it's it's incredible uh let's all wear red scarves and devil horns (laughs) all right in fifth place into the top five it is pussy galore once again in a white pantsuit i mean this is why it made it so high when you said that uh the corduroy jacket was the greatest gender fuck i i wanted to say no it's this. It's the white <laughs> pantsuit, Andrew. This is just boss fashion. She is in charge. She is like just crisp and clean and untouchable. And mm, oh my god, uh, yeah, absolutely one of my favorite looks in this entire franchise. I mean, the whole Pussy Galore color story. She starts in a black version, like the one that I rated mm-hmm. as my favorite is the black version of this same look mm-hmm. and that's her full villain mode and at the end of the movie when she has had her redemption moment um she's wearing a white version of the same suit and along the way she's the camel color is when she's like full goldfinger mode and the lilac outfit is kind of her when she's turning yeah way yeah um it's it's a great color story and honestly pussy should probably be number one um, just based on how high that we both rated her yeah like she's she's clearly the style icon of of the bond movies I think it's time to reveal who's number four. Oh, and finally, we get to talk about it. The Matador Ensemble that Tracy wears in On Her Majesty's Secret Service. This was my number three. This is, I think, the most iconic look from that film. 
it's such a good look a little like zorro hat and the the pink sort of cummerbund the way her hair is just flying out from underneath the hat the jacket the gloves the little little gloves and the high boots oh my god it all just ties together and the way the way the gloves are separated out by the lace of her cuffs mm. um, i mean all of it it's really it's just once again, I, I feel like I've said this a bunch of times. It's really fashion forward. It is something that does not belong in this time, but could be worn anytime and makes yeah. perfect sense. And again, it's a gender fuck. Like, yeah. this is another character who wears, she wears trousers to her wedding, you know? This is such a great statement piece. Of course, the um, queer James Bond podcast is going to rate highest the blue Speedo <laughs> and any woman wearing a pantsuit. <laughs> pants on the runway, pants on the runway. <laughs> All right, it's time for the top three. In third place it is fiona volpe mm. in her biking leathers in thunderball we both rated this number 10 on our list and it made number three a mess, <laughs> <laughs> it's number three but i i am so happy to see her here because yeah fiona volpe has the best catsuit moment in mm. bond movie history um fiona volpe the, that is such a great character such a great performance her style like she's up there in terms of the the all-time style icons oh yeah and the fact that this is her her, her crowning achievement top 10 is so good again gender fuck like you don't know that it's a woman on that bike see this person biking mm. around and then she she takes off her helmet shakes out her beautiful red hair <sighs> Um, and suddenly the leathers seem a little more cinched and, mm. uh, and, and she's sitting a little like higher in the saddle and it's like, that's, that's a woman. Oh that yeah. That is a woman. Oh, oh my God. Uh, that it's such an exciting moment in the film and it's such an exciting moment, uh, for like female characters in these films. Uh, yeah. I'm so glad that Fiona Volpe is in our top three. In second place. I can't believe this isn't number one, to be honest. This is, <laughs> this is the moment. This is the icon. This is like, this is fashion and bond. This is Honey Rider's bikini in Dr. No. It, there is no greater moment in cinema history than Honey Rider emerging from the water wearing nothing but this clean white bikini with this giant wide belt tying it all together and this knife sheathed at her side. Uh, I th I think the look is dangerous. It's exciting. It was risky. Uh, it created a, a fashion trend that hasn't stopped. Uh, th like this is it for me. I totally get it. For me, I I knew it was going to be high and that it was in contention for for the number one spot. And I guess I consciously sort of knocked it down a few pegs because <laughs> it's more iconic than stylish. Mm. You know, it's it, for me, it's not. It, it's a great look but it doesn't feel like a put-together look. It, it's, it's more the statement that it made um, My than the actual piece. I, I'm going to disagree only because I feel like that belt brings it together in a way that makes it a thought-out piece and not just uh, something to wear, not just, like, not just iconic. It is fashion because, like, there is a lot of little details in it. I'm just going to pull up the picture... I mean, the belt is utility as well. Like, it's her knife belt. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, but the way that, like, it is tied in front, the that the clasp is 
about half the size of her body uh the <laughs> the form fitting uh, yeah i i just i think that it is yeah i i, I love this bikini i know it's just a bikini but <laughs> it, it's also i think the most iconic bikini and the most memorable bikini and the most beautiful bikini it absolutely is like it yeah it it de- it deserves to be at least as high as it is mm-hmm. but it's not number 1 which is which, of course, is Mayday oh. in her red race day dress in A View to a Kill. Yeah. Uh, I, and I stand by it. I stand Jane. by it, too. I I don't think we're wrong here, Andrew. I think we've made never all wrong. the right choices somehow, even though we disagree <laughs> so much. Even though you killed all of my bids for a, 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 a curveball in the top ten. Uh-huh. <laughs> Uh, it's you're right to do it. No, the first time we meet Grace Jones as Mayday in A View to a Kill, she is wearing this weird red sort of dress and and head cape and this black hat with a tassel that's sort of almost a chimney stack. Uh, the whole of her looks like a a, a witch or a, a nun or um a, 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 an S and M dominatrix, a diva, <laughs> an icon, a moment, a time, a, a like. It's, she is already six feet tall, but wearing this, yes. she is seven feet tall. She has matching lipstick to the dress, and she it's as close as Bond ever gets to club kid fashion, mm-hmm. uh, and it is an absolute uh, bam out of the park. Uh, like so good be this daring bring this back to the movies i want more like absurd fashion moments that make me go Mm -hmm. wow wow i can't believe that we just did that so mayday at number one and uh, mayday gets two spots in the top 10 pussy galore also gets two tops in two spots in the top 10 (laughs) necros in his speedo is the only man Mm -hmm. to make it into the top 10 of course Uh, he is (laughs) (laughs) how are we feeling about the list shane you know what i love it uh i can't believe how far (laughs) off we are and yet how close we got to what we wanted out of this right honestly honestly it's uh, we did get to talk about some of the best looks i think from this uh series when we haven't even talked about bond no that's that's coming up next um but yeah i think this is a really strong list and i think we we certainly gave the spotlight to the characters who deserve it like honey rider and mayday and pussy galore are all the like the the obvious choices the people that you know need to be in here and then yeah and and tracy and fiona volpe and and uh and natalia like that for me is a great inclusion in the top 10 mm-hmm. um that that deserves to be there absolutely oh so proud of us uh <laughs> all right i think it's time to move on to the man himself james bond all right for james bond we only had a list of about like 30 outfits to, it, uh, we should we... i don't think we mentioned that we had 130 looks to choose from <laughs> Yeah, we had a lot. We had we had a long, long list, but uh, but for Bond, it was you know we we had a, a shorter list to work from, um, and we're going to have a top thirteen Bond looks, and only four honourable mentions this time. So let's uh, see what those are. Great. Uh, so we are agreed that we need to talk about James Bond's golf attire, and we kind of already did with Pussy Galore. Uh, this is 
you know, this was a different moment for Connery that we had seen so far. So, like, up until this moment, we'd only really seen James Bond uh, in shirts and ties, maybe, uh, oh my god, the what he wears in Dr. No. The blue, like, two-piece? Yes. So, yeah, this was, I think, uh, an interesting piece. Yeah, I mean, he just, he looks so good in that, you know, he's wearing... He's wearing knitwear. Um, again, that's <laughs> my, my sweet spot right there. Speaking of knitwear, knitwear, the next <laughs> the next two honorable mentions are mirrors of each other, and I think it's absolutely really hilarious. Really uh, you chose yeah. the commando sweater that uh, Daniel Craig wears in No Time to Die. I chose the black polo that Sean Connery wears in Thunderball, and they're they're pretty similar. <laughs> yeah, they're kind of bookends. Yeah. Of, of of the bond story in a way like they're both they're very masculine they're very neutral um they both make their wearer look especially handsome you know the commando sweater is the thing that bond dies in essentially i think yeah Um, we're crazy to say that out loud (laughs) (laughs) and uh yeah it's like it's just a very handsomely made uh sweater on a very handsome man and the, the polo is is the same i feel like that probably made polos fashionable like oh yeah probably started something probably a run yeah the last honorable mention something i wanted to talk about was roger moore's navy overcoat with gloves that we see him in uh when he arrives at new york in live and let die uh it is it felt pretty unusual for bond at that point to see him Mm. wearing something so heavy uh to have his hands uh covered with gloves uh but i thought it was an interesting fashion moment just maybe not my favorite yeah it's it's a very handsome look and it's definitely like that's how you want to look in an overcoat oh yeah (laughs) i try i try to recreate it all the time and i never look quite that good uh (laughs) let's discuss what we have in our top 13 a tie once again the top two here it's uh the morning dress in license to kill and the cream linen suit with pink tie in Diamonds Are Forever. Yeah, I I like the morning dress. Uh, Timothy Dalton, not a lot of great fashion, not a single fashion look, I think, for the women in our lists. Uh, No. But this is definitely a great look for him. Yeah, like Timothy Dalton has never looked more handsome than he does in the the wedding suit that he's wearing Mm -hmm. on the day of Felix's uh, marriage. Doomed um, marriage, yes. Sh- short-lived marriage. Um, no, ooh, yeah, short-lived. Looks, That's looks... a great pun. I can't believe they did not use that. <laughs> How was the honeymoon? Um, short-lived. <laughs> <laughs> great, great uh, Derbyshire action there. Perfect. Thanks. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I I knew that the, you weren't going to go for the, <laughs> the cream linen suit with pink tie that uh, Sean Connery wears. So you just threw it in there so that we couldn't escape talking about it. <laughs> the fact that we're seeing Bond wearing cream and pink. Mm-hmm. Very um, queer. It has to be said. Very queer. And, uh, you know, does he look great in it? No, because he doesn't look great anymore. No. <laughs> he looks tired and old and like he doesn't want to be there. But it's a great color combo, It's a, and it is a good look. Yeah. All right. Tied for 11th place. We've got Daniel Craig's black Tom Ford suit from Skyfall and Daniel Craig's Day of the Dead suit from Spectre. 
I, I gotta say, this is the reverse of what just happened. I really wanted to talk about the Day of the Dead suit, and you knew that I was going to talk about the Day of the Dead suit. Uh, I, I, that moment for me was like a revelation. Uh, I absolutely love the opening of that movie, and there's just something uh, so intense about that celebration, which we've talked a lot about. Go and listen to our Spectre episode. Yeah, I, I and... God, so many years in a row, I've really, really thought about doing this for myself, but I just don't have the money to spend to waste a suit by painting a skeleton over top of it. (laughs) I can find you a suit. I'm in the Value Village all the time, for God's sake. Okay, Andrew, we've got to start talking about next year's Halloween. This is November, people. Uh, And then in the same vein, just like the classic black tom ford suit that uh he wears in skyfall i think is a really nice update to the suits that we are about to talk about i must admit i i get a bit of suit blindness with all the the bond suits mm-hmm. like this there's so many it's just charcoal it's just a good and navy and, and black suit. and herringbone yeah. and yeah there's just so many um, I will say, by the way, Day of the Dead suit, that scene uh, when he gets into the elevator is the, I think, the screen debut of one Tenoch Huerta, a.k.a. Neymar, <gasps> in, no. uh, in Wakanda Forever, um, the the people's sweetheart, the love of all our lives as of now. You really don't get to see him. Like, he's the camera, like, I mean, I think the camera's like, that man's too hot, we can't show his face. Um, we can't have but, someone yeah, overshadow Daniel Craig in this moment. <laughs> But he's there. He's in the elevator with Daniel Craig. Did um, they have so. to remove his bulge in Spectre? <laughs> they did. They wow, did. It's shocking. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Eye-popping. Oh, Tenoch Huerta should be a Bond villain. He would be phenomenal. <gasps> oh my god. Write that down in your notes. <laughs> All right. Ninth place. The chocolate, ne- chocolate Nehru jacket from Dr. No is absolutely uh, an incredible piece. Uh, really sets the tone for uh, where this series is going to go in terms of fashion for men, which is well-fitted and only slightly different uh, <laughs> than you're used to. It, it was probably like a, a fashion revolution in the moment. Mm-hmm. Like that he's not even tucked in his shirt. Um, <laughs> It's, uh, but it looks so good. Like the coloring of the Nehru jacket, uh, on Sean Connery is so good. That as a like companion piece to the pink Chung Sam that, that Honey Rider is wearing. It's so good. It's such a great his and hers look. Yes. Um, yeah. It, I feel like it's underrated. In eighth place. We have, oh, I mean, also Dr. No, the classic tuxedo that we first are introduced, uh, James Bond wearing. Uh, I mean, yeah, this is definitely one of the most iconic looks in cinema as well, because it establishes exactly who this character is. Yeah, it's actually, I. so I should tell the listeners, I put together a reference file with, with, photos of of all the looks that we knew we would end up discussing um so that we could be certain basically which look was which this is the only look in all the movies where i included two versions because with the jacket on it's one thing and with the jacket off and the the sort of blue straps of the holster oh my god it's something else you know 
It's sexy, is what I'm saying. It's so sexy. <laughs> uh, I mean, Sean Connery, so young in these photos. Uh, I'm going to find a way to put this on our Discord. Uh, don't forget, to, I, I'm reminding myself that I started a Discord. Uh, kiss, kiss, <laughs> b- <laughs> we're on there as kiss, kiss, bang, bang. Pretty easy to find. Uh, and yes, yeah, so I'm going to find a way to upload all of these pictures so you can see what we're talking about. We have a tie for seventh place. George Lazenby's Highlander Regalia from On Her Majesty's and uh, Sean Connery's White Tuxedo from Goldfinger. I mean, these both feel fairly definitive looks for those two Bonds, you know? The the Highlander Regalia um, is definitely a departure um, from the usual Bond looks, but uh, George Lazenby looks phenomenal in in that kilt. You know, oh, <laughs> I think, yeah. I think that woke a lot of things in a lot of people because he's so cinched in at the waist. His knees are visible, um, which is a scandal in itself. Uh, his calves, of course, he's wearing socks that go all the way up to the knees. Um, and he's wearing this giant frill. He was a model for a reason. <laughs> you can tell, like... It's like this outfit was supposed to be a joke, and then they put it on George Lazenby, and it's like, oh, no, this is super hot, actually. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, Mike Myers made it a joke again. Yes. Thanks, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> and then, of course, like, the white tuxedo was just such a, a powerful moment for me. Uh, it comes at the beginning of Goldfinger, uh, and he's just so beautiful and dashing and mysterious in that moment, the way it's revealed when he gets out of his wetsuit and he's already wearing it. He just pops in that red carnation. Uh, I think (laughs) when a lot of people think James Bond, they think of white tuxedo. All right. It's time to crack the top five, Shane. Are we we ready? I'm ready. I've girded my loins. Let's do this. (laughs) In fifth place, the powder blue ensemble mm. worn by James Bond in Dr. No. There are three blue looks that we are going to talk about, and this is <laughs> the first of the three. Uh, yeah, so this is the sort of blue polo shirt and matching blue, um, I, I guess they're capris, maybe? Mm-hmm, like, yeah. It's a very, very beachy, beachy look. Um, and he looks such a man in this. Like, his skin oh, is glowing. Uh, his His frame is perfection Um, and it's just so casual and especially in the scene uh he's very casually walking up to honey rider who has no idea he's there not creepy at all uh (laughs) and yeah it this is once again one of those moments that establishes exactly who this man is and what a what better way to sell it than wearing like this super fashionable colorful piece uh that was well ahead of its time like men were not wearing outfits that were as revealing as this all right number four on our list is ooh the black polo neck from live and let die i can't actually believe that we are united in this almost like because <laughs> i agree this roger moore look is hot this is the only time for me that roger moore is hot it's also the moment when roger moore got to define bond for himself yes you know? it's, it's it's the look that became an iconic bond look that is maybe the only one that roger moore has mm-hmm. but it's exquisite like it's the archer it look. is the archer um, look uh and that's like as soon as i saw it uh the picture in our reference i was like oh my god i totally forgot that roger moore uh is the basis for that character essentially yeah <laughs> yeah 
And again, yeah, it like it it frames him really well. The holster again makes it sexy. The um, wide black belt is really yes. stunning on there, uh, and his and yeah, his dirty brunette hair, severe jawline. Oh, he just looks so good in that outfit. Uh, I'm so glad that Roger Moore got to make it into the top five, honestly. (laughs) Yeah, me too. It would have felt bad to not include him. All right. Who's on our top three? The third place goes to the (gasps) Terry Cloth onesie from Goldfinger. Mm, I mean, this is just beautiful. This is the one, like, this is so expensive to purchase in reality right now. <laughs> but every year at this time of year, I just go and check and say, like, right. do I have enough disposable income to pay seven, eight hundred dollars for a terry cloth onesie from uh, Goldfinger? No, I do not. <laughs> uh, I feel like you could commission one for less money than that, right? honestly. Like, but yeah, this is, so this again, this is going to be a queer James Bond podcast moment because I don't know that other, other Bond fans, I don't, I don't, I don't I know. Think I think quite, this is, I think a lot of people love this outfit and it's certainly iconic. I think it was maybe mocked for a time, mm. but, uh, but no, we've we like the whole culture has come around on the onesie almost like three times now. Oh yeah. <laughs> like and, and they're good, they're bad, they're good, they're bad. And this is like a very gay onesie. I just want to put that out there. Like the way like it comes up to just below his crotch line. Yeah. Guys today would be wearing a much tighter version of this so you could see literally everything. But this is the <laughs> basis for that moment. And and yeah, this is Bond wearing short shorts. Who wears short shorts? Bond wears short shorts. <laughs> <laughs> Straight men have been making shorts longer and longer and longer, and it's like stop we doing already this, had guys. the perfect length. <laughs> yeah, let's 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 keep it short and show some thigh. And uh, Sean Connery is showing you how it's done. Yep. Number two, we are so close. I can't wait to reveal that our number two choice is the blue trunks from Casino Royale. I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Talking of short shorts. <laughs> this is as short as they get. This, I think this awakened a lot of people. We've said that a couple of times, <laughs> but this was the true like, oh, oh, I'm that gay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it It does not hurt that uh, Daniel Craig was in such incredible shape. Like, he's, he had a boxer's build and uh, and a boxer's package. You know, he... <laughs> Those are little, little shorts that that look so good, like hugging his thighs and his butt. The reason that that Casino Royale, I think, was as successful as it was is that Daniel Craig was sexy and he sold it. Well, honestly, I think that this moment sold literally the entire movie because it was in every commercial for it. And I think that's when people were like, oh, oh my God, I I need to see what is happening here. Uh, And... Yeah, this, like, and not, it's not just because of how beautiful he is. This is actually a really well-crafted Speedo. Yes. It, it, it yeah. is, like, perfectly form-fitting in a beautiful way, that, like, really slim black band around the top. Uh, I've tried, I've had many suits that have tried, imitated this look, but nothing can just match the, I don't know, the form-fittedness of it. Uh mm. It, yeah, it's it's such a standout for so many reasons. <laughs> I, I would even go so far as to say that it was like selling this movie with this shot 
woke Hollywood up to the idea that you can have sexy men, like <laughs> be sexy men. Yeah, like, that's that's a thing. You know, there's there's a power actually in uh, in show, showcasing beautiful beefcake, um, and nothing has ever been the same since. It's and true. As a Chris Hemsworth fan, I thank you, Hollywood. For, thank you, for Daniel Craig. Thank you, Eon. <laughs> <laughs> We are in 100% agreement about the number one look that Bond ever wears. That is the classic gray plaid three-piece from Goldfinger, Sean Connery, in the most iconic Bond look that there is. Uh, I think it, it, it gets more and more interesting the more you look and read about this piece. Uh, Like, from afar, it looks like a simple gray suit but you get close and it's actually like a tricolor pattern in the fabric Mm -hmm. uh, like a true plaid Uh, it is so form-fitting each piece uh, is fantastic Uh, the vest is beautiful the like the coat is absolutely uh, perfectly tailored the pants pleated in every way that you want them to be pleated in like Pleats have come in and out of fashion, but the fact that this suit is still wearable. My uncle commissioned this suit, uh, essentially, when he <laughs> got married, uh, and I wore a very similar version. I rented a very similar version uh, for that wedding, and it just makes everyone look good. It, it is, not, It will never go out of style. He made it uh, yeah. uh, something that will never go out of style. Yeah, th- this suit is a fashion revolution. Like it, it made the world sit up and pay attention to men's tailoring. I think you know it's it, it because it looks perfect. It's maybe the best suit ever worn on film. Yeah, um, it, absolutely no surprise to me that we both picked it as number one. Like there was there was way less disagreement between us in the Bond. List oh yeah, it the, were almost uh, in perfect ensemble. sync on the Bond list. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, the fact that we both picked that that suit from goldfinger no shock no surprise mm-hmm. because it's it's the james bond it's it's you if you picture james bond in your head um there's a good chance you're picturing sean connery in this suit yeah i mean yeah it's it's perfect and i am so glad once again that we've done this andrew we've we've managed to make a list that even though we disagree i'm proud of <laughs> absolutely and yeah it's it's uh a very Connery heavy, uh, some good Craig representation, more and uh, and Lazenby sneaking in here, mm-hmm. and uh, none for Pierce Brosnan. <laughs> I I I can't believe we didn't talk about that, but Pierce wears nothing memorable. The like the yeah. I mean, Brioni suit. That's like the only thing I think about when I think of Pierce Brosnan, and that's kind of like. It's such a 90s style. It's a little too baggy. It's a little too shoulder paddy. I think the best Pierce Brosnan looks is in The World Is Not Enough. Uh, but yeah, none of the looks actually stand out as fashion moments or moment moments uh, or Bond moments. They're just kind of utilitarian Bond wear. You can really see the sort of the the ebbs and flows of of how important fashion was to Bond and how important Bond was to fashion mm-hmm. in the in sort of the reception of the 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 leading men themselves. Like Connery was part of a style movement, like that the whole Connery era. They've really cared about style and they really made it part of the 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 
the story the emphasis of, yeah of, yeah it's it's what bond was about um and that does go away in the roger moore years like partly because the 80s is not a great a time. time yeah <laughs> <laughs> um but also because i think you know what was exciting in the 80s was stuff that they didn't see bond doing like it was too young it was too too hip and private. fashionable and yeah. yeah so that's why you only really get mayday who i think you know we have grace jones probably to thank for the how vividly that character is realized mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. I read it was Grace, like Grace Jones demanded that it was her own personal stylist who does all of uh, her clothing for that film. Thank God. Thank God. Genius move. Yeah. Genius. Yeah. And so, yeah, the 90s, the noughties, like they didn't really have the same to offer, you know, and. And it wasn't until Daniel Craig kind of stepped into the role and said like, no, 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 we need to make uh, Bond sexy and fun again that they really started playing with what that could mean visually in, in fashion the, the women do have some really jaw-dropping dresses in the craig era mm-hmm. um, maybe we didn't talk about the women enough from the craig era but uh but yeah i think the the problem is that they're that the evening gown it can be worn so many times in so many different colors. I wanted to I wanted to talk yeah. about Money Penny's gold dress, but I didn't even put that in the honorable mentions. I wanted to talk about uh as you said, um oh my god, uh Madeline Swan's white dress also again really mm-hmm. beautiful, but yeah, what so many so many gowns, beautiful gowns, beautiful gowns. <laughs> Lovely gowns. Oh, what a fun topic, but you know, it's time to talk about next time on kiss kiss bang bang where i'll tell you what i want what i really really want i want to ha i want to ha i want to ha i want to ha i want to really 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 want to watch spice world the movie will it be the camp classic that i loved and saw at least four times in theaters and wore out the vhs copy of or will it be a horrendous disaster that ruins my childhood memories i think i already know the answer and i haven't watched it yet One thing is for sure, this movie is difficult to stream through (laughs) legitimate means, but free versions are very searchable. Why is this movie not on general release? Yeah, it's so it's the 25th anniversary of the release of Spice World. It's almost as if the filmmakers don't want you to know (laughs) that they were involved in this disaster. (laughs) Nonsense. Uh, And Roger Moore, of course, is one of the stars, as is Alan Cumming. So it is a Bond-related movie. Mm -hmm. Um, But also, this is an act of self-indulgence. Oh, happy uh, Christmas, indeed. For the holidays. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And I am really really looking forward to this one. Oh my god I can't wait Andrew I'm vibrating already I, I started <laughs> I started writing my fucking monologue for the next episode I can't wait <laughs> <laughs> wow I, I'm I'm so intrigued yeah. all right <laughs> You can follow Kiss Kiss Bang Bang on Twitter and Instagram at KKBBPod or send us bespoke messages at KissKissBangBangPod at gmail.com or come visit us on the Discord. Search for Kiss Kiss Bang Bang in Discord. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can also follow our Twitter accounts at Wheeler and... Well, actually, can you follow our Twitter accounts? <laughs> Good question. Technically, we still have Twitter accounts at Wheeler and at Shane came back, but who knows what is happening on Twitter. Uh, it's a nightmare. It's a cursed place. Please share, like, rate and review Kiss Kiss Bang Bang on your preferred podcasting and social media platforms. Our graphics are provided by the always stylish Carl Schurer. You can follow him on Twitter and Instagram at C-A-R-L-S-H-U-R-A.
Kiss Kiss Bang Bang is recorded in Toronto on the traditional territory of many nations, including the Mississaugas of the Credit, the Anishinaabeg, the Chippewa, the Haudenosaunee, and the Wendat peoples. We acknowledge that we are settlers on unceded territory. We end every episode with a great piece of Bond-related music, and Shane, what are we signing off with this week? If you grew up in the 80s and 90s in Canada like I did, then there is literally no other song that says fashion than this. This is the synthy sound of catwalks and padded shoulders of sequins and sashes and gowns, beautiful gowns. This is the theme from the late great fashion television. It's Obsession by Animotion. Andrew, do you know this song? I do know this song. And do you know of fashion television? No, I do not know of fashion television. I had no idea that there was a context to this song. I think it just, I don't know, it circulated in the ether. Um, oh, that, that, that Roman uh, centurion is very handsome. Right? <laughs> oh, there's a lot of fashion in this video in general. Like the woman in the blue dress who's doing a lot of shoulder work. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I love her, you know, big pineapple updo. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the, of course, the classic black gloves with jewelry over yeah. the top. <laughs> oh my god. Um, one earring, one side pony. <laughs> some big blue eyeshadow. Some big uh, blue eyeshadow. Cut to a Cleopatra look. Men with hairstyles that are very in today. This mullet <laughs> two-tone. Uh, backwards mullets, even. <laughs> I don't know why I know this song must have been oh she's got the Kanye sunglasses I guess they, we no longer use that man's name um, and now she's dressed as Amelia Earhart sorry this, 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 too much happened. you're learning a um, lot <laughs> I love it <laughs> I don't know how I know this song but yeah I know this song and uh, yeah it's, it's a groovy little party number fashion television was an incredible show uh, that aired on City TV here in Canada and I mean it was just literally what it sounds like they would go to runways around the world and show you what the latest fashion was and I wish that that still existed but imagine voting like primetime television to just like the latest Gucci release or whatever that's uh, th- what a time and Obviously, like, for young queer kids like me, it was something that we had to sneak to watch. I was going to say, you know, Canada has always been supportive of its queer community, apparently. Yeah, (laughs) clearly. That's the sort of thing that is designed to create a generation of of, uh, fae boys, and uh, (laughs) we love to see it. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for listening to this episode, and until next time, kiss kiss, bang bang. Bang bang.